Hello, guys, and thank you for listening or watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where we talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I have an encouraging word today that the Lord has given me for the body of Christ. It is a really timely and encouraging word. I feel like we are in a season where we are in the in-between in the in stage where we're, we're waiting faithfully on the Lord. And sometimes in waiting, hope can be deferred, can make the heart sick. So God has sent me today to just encourage the body of Christ to not become weary and well-doing for in due season. I'm telling you guys, this is the due season. And I know you've heard this before and I know we've prophesied so many seasons and we prophesy the things that God is telling us. But like God likes to tell us things ahead of time sometimes to encourage us and to keep us on the path that we need to stay on in order to possess the promise. So a lot of times God will start encouraging you years before things come to fruition. But we are in our due season, saints. We are in the season of the now. So God has just sent me today, and I know you've seen from the thumbnail, that to let you know that he is faithful to the core. Let me say that again. God is faithful to the core, to the core. He's faithful. He's not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he shall bring it to pass. And we have to have a peace in our spirit to know that God's timing is perfect and his plans are sure. You have to... Begin to align your spirit and align your hope with his timing so that you don't be discouraged, so that you don't be knocked off course, so that, so that, so that you don't get tired of waiting for something that may seem like it's never coming to pass. Whatever you have been uh, praying for or believing God for, whether it's healing, whether it's a new a business, a new job, whether it's a promotion whether it's salvation for family members, whether it's um, wealth, um, whether it's um, provision of any sorts, whether it's just um, to get a better understanding and revelation of who God is and the wisdom of God, I want you to know that God is faithful and we have to align. We have to align our, our spirits with his timing and his presence and his plans for our lives so that we don't get off course and so that we don't get discouraged because the enemy will love nothing more than for the people of God to be discouraged or to live in fear or hopelessness. But God says that those that put their hope in him will not be put to shame. They will not be dismayed. They will not be disappointed. Those that believeth in him shall not be put to shame. And God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, he has given me some information and I'm just going to begin to uh, not only encourage you, but I'm, I implore you to just ask the Lord for a supernatural peace, a supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding so that you won't be anxious for anything. But by prayer and supplication, make your request known unto him. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. 
So he is faithful to the core. He went to the cross. He bared a burden that he did not have to bear. He stepped out of eternity into time just so that he can bear the burdens and um, nail everything that was meant for us to the cross to destroy us. So you are, I'm going to encourage you today to let you know that you are more than worthy, not because we've been so good, but because of the blood of Jesus. He, don't, he doesn't have to be renailed to the cross again. It was finished. It is finished. It was finished, okay? So we don't have to keep revisiting things that God has already nailed to the cross. So today he's saying to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Lay your burden down. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So he is faithful to the core. And what is the biblical meaning of God's faithfulness? The fact or quality of being true to one's word or commitment as to what one has pledged to do, profess to believe. In the Bible, the psalmist David reports God's faithfulness in keeping promises. God is a promise keeper. You have to know that. You have to get that in your spirit and you have to download that and get that in your spirit that God is a promise keeper no matter how hopeless the situations may seem. For faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, but the evidence of things that are not seen. This is a faith walk. So we have to make up in our mind that we're going to walk by faith in spite of what's going on, in spite of what we see, and in spite of what's going on even in the world. All of the destruction and all of the craziness and all of the things that are going on in the world, we have to make up in our mind that we are forever rooted, we are forever grounded, and that your faith it has to be the final authority in your life in spite of what you see. Otherwise, it wouldn't be faith. So faith is one of those things where if you either just believe it, you just have to believe it. And some things just have to be experienced. So I pray right now that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened even the more, according to Ephesians 1 and 18, that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened, that you will know the hope, the thing that you will hope in, the hope of his glory. So what is the biblical meaning of God's faithfulness? It's the fact of the quality of being true to one's word or commitments as to what one has pledged to do. God has sent me today to tell you guys that he is faithful and that you're about to see the manifestation of his promises over your life and over the prayers that you have been praying. God answers prayers. He is The Bible says faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things that I hope for, right? So what are some of the characteristics of God's faithfulness? So God is eternally reliable. He's steadfast. He's unwavering. His faithfulness is unsearchable. Uh, we see this time and time again in scripture, right? We've seen this time and time again in our life. And I always say, go back to the last thing or go back to the last miracle that God has performed for you. And you'll know his faithfulness. And if you want to go back to the cross, that seals the deal. The blood, the, the persecution, the abandonment, all of the things that he went through so that you can have an abundant life is a, is a faithfulness to the core. He's faithful. He's faithful when the people walk away from you. God is still there. Huh. He would never leave you nor forsake you. There's nothing that can ever separate us from the love of God, which is found in Christ Jesus. So God is eternally reliable, eternally reliable. <laughs> that means he's reliable forever. 
steadfast, unwavering, because faithfulness is one of his inherent attributes. God does not have to work at being faithful, for he is faithful. Let me say that again. God does not have to work at being faithful like us as men and women do. He's not a man. Huh? So he is faithful. His name is faithfulness. Faithfulness is an essential part of who he is according to Psalms 89 and 8 and Hebrews 13 and 8. So what are some examples of God's faithfulness? The faithfulness of God I already mentioned was him being nailed to that cross. While we were yet sinners, he died for us, guys. If he didn't do anything else, that's enough, eternity, so that we may live with him for eternity. But let's go a step further. Some of the, uh, the signs of uh, examples of his faithfulness is demonstrated by sacrificing his one and only son, Jesus Christ, who was sacrificed their only child for sinners, for heathens. Come on. No one. There's no one good but except the Father God. For those who come to him, even when we don't value ourselves, he values us. He still values each and every living soul as worthy of being redeemed and set free from the power of sin. So God is faithful. He's trustworthy. So we're no longer anxious for anything. So learn to be uh, just trust, put your trust in him and, and depend on the father. God remains the same yesterday, today and forever. He changes not. You can count on him. He's a sure thing. And so the faithfulness of God outweighs the faithfulness of every other man. Um, let me just say this. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 that there is no temptation that has overtaken you except that which is common to man. And God is faithful. Here it is. He will not let you be to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way of escape or a way to endure it. God always has a plan and an instruction. He never just does things just to be doing it. There's purpose in everything he does. There's purpose in dreams. There's purpose in visions. There's purpose in his, his timing. And so once your soul is settled in, in, with his timing, you have more peace, right? Because you know that his timing is sure. His plan is sure. His timing is perfect. So the Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful. There's that faithfulness again. And just to and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify, purify us from all unrighteousness. Galatians 5 and 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 1 and 9, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And it goes on and on. Hebrews 10 and 23, let us hold unwearily to the hope we profess who he has promised is faithful. So there are some of you that are listening from around the world. God has shown me in different countries. And he has shown me that you are listening and that you are watching. And that there are so many things that are going on that you don't understand. You're looking around and you're asking, well, God, where are you? God says his faithfulness is already on the scene. That he has dispatched angels. And let's talk about that. Um, because in Psalms 20, guys, 
That's a beautiful prayer that we, you know, when you pray, you want to bind that Psalms 20 around you. You want to bind Psalms 91 around you because the Psalms 20, it reads like this. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. And this is for those that are feeling weary and feeling um, in a, a position of despair or they're in a, a place where they feel like their their life is on the line for the sake of the gospel. But God has sent me today to encourage someone, to encourage you in the Lord, that know that they are more with you than they are with them. Even as Elijah told God to open up the servant's eyes so that he may see that there is more with us than there are with them. And I'm here today to let you know that there are more with you than there are with them. And that God is, is going to show up and he's going to show out. He's already on the scene. He's already dispatched his angels because according to Psalms 91, they said he will give his angels charge over those. That they will bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. You have to ask God to enlighten your eyes to bring you to a higher elevation so that you can see that there are more with you than there are with them. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. And he always provide a way of escape for his people. The blood of Jesus speaks for us all consistently for eternally. The blood of Jesus. We are protected. We are loved. We are worthy because of the blood that is speaking on our behalf. Not because we are so wonderful and great. Not because we've been walking with him for 50 years. But because of the blood of Jesus. If it's anything other than the blood, then it's null and void. Because it's not by works, lest any man should boast. Not by works. So we stand with a spirit and a posture of humility. Psalms 20 reads, verse 2, May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. Verse 3, May he remember all of your sacrifices and accept all of your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Verse 5, may he shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. He's faithful, guys, to the core. Verse 6, now this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed. And if you got the Christ living on the inside of you, then you're anointed. That's the anointing. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Verse 7, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Verse 8, they are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Verse 9, Lord, give victory to the king. Answer us when we call. Now, I just want to say this before I close out. I was looking at the supernatural stories on the YouTube channel and I love those uh, those short minute videos. It just brings so much encouragement and I came across one. Um, I've seen her ministry before and I've watched her on YouTube, her and her husband. Her name is Yvonne Atiyah. And what she saw in heaven's treasure room was amazing what God showed her. He took her up in the spirit and in a, in a vision and showed her because she was so worried about finances and she was so worried about so many things, you know, and it was really tight at that particular time in her life. And she said, and she was really, you know, asking God about that, you know, if he's really God, you know, if he is the God of, uh, you know, abundance, then, you know, what's going on? And he began to take her in the vision. And I want to share this with you guys, that Jesus um, basically was telling her that he redeemed 
everything the enemy was stolen from you and your generations. And she began to look in this room. This room is called the treasure room in heaven. And she began to see that all of the things that were held up from not only her mom and dad, but her grandparents and her great-grandparents, things that have been held up in your life is about to be released on a scale you have not seen. And I know we've been, God has been preparing his people, but a lot of times God will tell you beforehand so that you can prepare to receive what he's getting ready to give you. It's not so much as telling you something and then it doesn't happen. A lot of times God needs to prepare us because our spirit and our mental can't even conceive what he's about to do. So don't look at it as being, okay, I've heard this before, but just humble yourself and say, okay, Lord, you've been telling me to prepare is why you've been telling me that I'm getting ready to be blessed. And that's the way you have to look at it with the revelation in which the way God sees it. He doesn't see it as him just telling you things just to be telling you. God never does anything just to be doing it. Everything that he says and everything that he speaks through people is for a purpose and a reason. That's why the things that when people speak, it can be a vague thing. That's not God. That's not how God get down. That's not how he works. He works with purpose and intention. Why? Because everything is done for a reason. There's order in the kingdom of heaven, not confusion and not fear. Fear is not a part of God's kingdom. So she says she began to see this treasure room. And in this room, it was stuff that was held up from generations, from generations. And she said that God showed an angel, angel of the Lord was showing her this. Um, and God just told her to begin to reclaim these things. Otherwise, these things will stay in heaven. It was like land, houses, gold, gems, and anything that you know that that, that was stolen from your generations. If, if it was marriages, if it was miscarriages, if it was healing, uh, deliverance, anything that was held up, begin to reclaim and release and reclaim these things, these treasures that were stolen from all previous and current generations and release them into your generations. Blessings, promises, treasures, and Christ, you have an inheritance. And you have the authority when you be made Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you now have an inheritance because of what he nailed to the cross for you. This is why faithfulness go hand in hand with what you believe. You have to know God is faithful. You have to know this. You have to get it in your spirit that God is faithful. He is not a man that he should lie. We can't put him on that level. We have to put him on an, another level because we cannot lump him together as a common person, as a common thing. His faithfulness is unsearchable. So begin to release and claim the treasures that were stolen from all previous and current generations and release them into your generations. The blessings, the promise, the treasures. In Christ, you have an inheritance and you have authority to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. So, Father, right now, I take authority over everything that was stolen from me and stolen from the viewers that are watching in the name of Jesus. And just begin to come in agreement with the word of God, come into agreement, because the thing about it is what you don't realize is what you speak or what you think attracts angels and what you think and what you speak attracts demons. So it just depends on what you want to attract in your life. So we're just going to begin to pray and take authority over everything that was stolen from me and stolen from the viewers that are watching. And we just begin, Lord, we reclaim it back to us in the name of Jesus. 
and we receive it now from the treasure rooms in heaven, Father. I decree and declare that this is ours, this is mine, that the wealth of the wicked that has been stored up right now is laid up for the righteous. And I pray that God will open your eyes of your understanding to see and receive everything that is in the treasure room and receive it now in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare, saints, Lord God, that it is done, it is finished. It is already finished. By, your, by his stripes, you are healed, past tense. It is already done. Receive it by faith. And I decree and declare, thank you, Lord, for sending angels to bring that which was lost and stolen. For you said that you would give them and restore everything that the canker worm, the palmer worm, and the locust has eaten. Be encouraged, saints. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. For faith is now. Now faith is now. He's faithful to the core. And he that already has finished the work. He's already finished the work for us. So we thanking him for his timing and his plan is sure and his timing is perfect. Be encouraged. Don't be confused or misled or in despair or hopeless or in fear or in doubt or in unforgiveness or in bitterness or resentment. Cast that down. Bind it. Break it. Renounce it. Come out of agreement with it. But God is faithful to the core. And until the next time, thank you for watching and subscribing. Click that like button if this has been a blessing to you so that these algorithms can get into the masses so that God's people can be blessed. So until the next time, I will see you in the next video. Bye, loves.